1: Coming up on today's show, Nintendo had a mini direct type thing. A Nintendo Direct Mini, whatever they're calling it. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's all we're talking about this week. nothing else to talk about what's good everyone welcome to another episode of the what's good games podcast your source for video game news commentary analysis and funny stuff every friday i'm one of your hosts Brittany brombacher alongside andrea renee what's good brit hey baby girl and rihanna manuel Pinya.
2: Ooh, yes the full name i'm not hydrated at all today
0: <laughs> we were just having an extensive <laughs> conversation about Ree's dehydration and her yeah. aversion to water, which we've talked about on the show a couple of times, but it is very hot. There is, in fact, a heat wave happening across many parts of the United States and here in Los Angeles. It is still, I believe, 101 degrees outside Ooh. in our neck of the woods. Let's see. Oh, no, it's dropped down to about 95. Yeah. That's hot. That's like yes. under boob sweat, ball sweat material. And it's yeah. 7 o'clock at night still. So I have I feel like I'm in the desert, like in Arizona. I'm like, this is like desert weather. It's not supposed to be this hot this late.
1: We had a couple of hot 91-degree days here in Washington, and now today it's 65. Like, it just dropped 20 degrees. It's great. Yeah. Sounds
0: beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm. 65 degrees. Just envision it. The cool breeze hitting your face you take a big deep breath and you go mm, that feels nice yeah right your face <laughs> and meanwhile we're all like sweating <laughs> everywhere like, eh. so much sweat anyway welcome to the show everybody we are glad that you are here as britney mentioned we're going to be talking about the nintendo direct because there was a bunch of news that dropped and we're recording the show a little bit early this week so I fully anticipate some other big breaking news to happen, but unfortunately we'll have to cover it in next week's episode. But I want to give a big shout out and thank you to this month's Patreon producers, Chewy's godson, Alex Rogopoulos, Ferris Atiyah, Justin Foshi, Matthew Godere, and Punctified. And welcome to our Patreon community. Or should I say welcome back, Charles Vanek. By the way, of all... Everybody who has taken the time to send us a message when you have left patreon.com slash what's good games, we appreciate and see that you guys support us and just can't at the moment. And we totally get it. Times are tough right now, but know that you are welcome back at any moment. And if you don't have a couple bucks to come back, you can always leave us a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Which these days really feels like mostly just Apple. Almost everybody be on Apple Podcasts these days.
1: <laughs> Poor Apple. That company is just hurting. You know what I mean? They just have no money, no mm. resources. Struggling. Struggling. Yeah. So I'm happy that our show can give them the coverage <laughs> that they deserve. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, yeah, speaking of five-star reviews, <laughs> thank you, new reviewers. Gray Wolves, Justin Valentine, and Skate Chris 90 Every week we get an email of our new podcast reviews and I, i'll admit i'm really giddy when i click on it and it's like oh what do what people say about us this week makes me feel warm and fuzzy makes andrea feel warm and fuzzy makes re feel warm and fuzzy who knows maybe if you leave a review saying re drink some f and water maybe she'll actually drink some water mm. and she won't come to the oh. show dehydrated i care about re so much but she's like she said she's gonna start walking around looking like a husk because she has no <laughs> fluid in her body
0: desiccated <laughs> <laughs> I do like that in Gray Wolves review, they wrote, listen or go to H.E. And then did the double hockey stick emojis. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's clever. Yeah. I like that. We're getting Very aggressive. Nice. Yeah. Looking um, so thanks. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for that. Um, but how about we talk about some news? And I mentioned that today's show is brought to you by Athletic Greens. But I'll tell you a little bit more about that later on. As Brittany mentioned, it's now time for the Nintendo Direct Power Hour. (coughs) (coughs) Brittany, it looks like you pulled a handy little write up from the fine folks over at IGN.com. I did. And let me tell you, the very first story has me shook. I thought this day would never come, but lo and behold, persona 5 has comes in the nintendo switch oh
1: my freaking god it is happening i remember when we all were talking about how much we want persona on the switch but we never thought it was going to come to be we never thought it would manifest i don't know what contract ink is now disregarded in the recycle bin i don't know what happened but whatever is gone and tits up and has expired <laughs> i am so thankful this is where this series belongs ladies is on the switch. Um, and like I was saying la- because last week or 2 weeks ago I mean let me get to the actual news itself. Persona 5 is coming to Persona 5 Royal is coming to the Switch alongside Persona 4 Golden and Persona 3 Portable. Persona 4 and 3 are coming later. Persona 5 is coming on October 21st. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than if you haven't played Persona yet and it looks like your kind of game, you should absolutely play it. I think even though it's coming on Xbox, and I don't know, I think that's kind of the only other platform. I think Switch is definitely the one you should play it on. It just lives at home, I feel like, on a portable device. Um, I will say since Persona 5 did come out on PS4 and PS3 back in the day, it's hard to believe, but it did. Uh You know, obviously it's a great little, like, dock game, but when I play Persona 3 for the first time, which is my plan on the Switch, I'm definitely going to play it in the handheld mode. Steimer used to talk about playing games that way. Only certain games she wanted to play in handheld mode, and I never understood it, but now I get it. It's just one of those warm and fuzzy things. But, yeah. Anyway, it's coming, and I'm just so happy.
0: Yay! Yay! Hopefully, everybody can live out their high school Japanese fantasies for some <laughs> uh, That's right. I haven't played It's Royal. just one of those franchises that I've never connected with. Yeah.
1: I don't think you would like it very much.
0: It's not really. It's not for me. <laughs> no, that's, and that's okay. okay. No, it's fine. Ria, I'm happy you? that other people are happy about it.
1: Right, that's is it your Is your stick my little dehydrated, dehydrated lovely husk?
2: You know what? I feel like like Persona would give me the the thirst quenching that I need. I, I am excited to try it on the Switch. I've never played Persona 5, but I watched other people play. And the music mm. is good. And mm. there are several bobs. Like, Never See It Coming is absolutely on my playlist. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to try it. I think I think it would actually fit with what I'm into these days, which is lots of rest and relaxation. So handheld mode is absolutely a draw for me.
1: Yeah, just set aside a hundred plus hours, baby girl.
2: Yeah, just sit in the bath, you know. Oh, Rock turn out? into
0: a wrinkled prune. Yeah.
2: Yes. The just best. rehydrate. Rehydrate.
0: <laughs> she turns into like a Rihanna like raisin during the day, and then just like gets back to the plump grape after she's put in a solid fifteen hours in the bathtub with Persona every night. <laughs> It, it actually sounds like heaven. So, yeah, mean. probably. <laughs> to have 15 dedicated hours per day to just play a video game oh. in a bathtub, no less. Uh, Amazing. Oh. Amazing. Someday we'll maybe have that again. No, probably. Not. Oh, God, probably no. Never, but, Fuck, no. You know. <laughs> How can they be yourself? Yeah, maybe in our dreams. <laughs> <laughs> all right continuing on there was a bunch of other news in this partner mini i like how they call it a mini direct when there was actually quite a bit of news that happened mm-hmm. in this direct today uh, i wasn't a little disappointed it happened so early in the morning so i didn't watch it live but um, I'm not gonna run down everything that happened. I'm just gonna like pick out a couple things. Uh, one of the things that I was excited to see, even though I think we already knew that it was coming, was the Portal Companion collection, collection is out on Switch right now. Yeah. So I feel like I stump for Portal all the time, but if you've never played Portal or Portal 2, just some of the best games literally ever made. Like When I talk about perfection and masterclass and video game development, Portal is like right up there, Portal 2 um, as well. Portal 2 is probably actually my preferred game of the two, but both great and not to be overlooked if you've never played, now is the time.
2: I'm actually going to recommend this one to my mom. She's been playing the Switch that we got her very often, like every single day, and she's really Ooh, good at puzzle okay. games. So I'm going to see if she's into Portal.
0: Did you? It's so funny. Like, it I, I really hope she likes it. Did you see
1: the um, announcement during the direct mini? Of this actual, so it was, Gla- is it Gladys?
0: Mm-hmm. Gladys, Gladys
1: I, yeah. I always wanna say like GLaDOS, but that Gladio, but that's Final Fantasy fifteen, big hunk of me. I say GLaDOS.
0: <laughs> I mean, you could say Gladys if you want. Glad- the up. funny yes. robot,
1: Glady Daddy. Um. Anyway, she said, I wanted <laughs> to call it the Why Do You Keep Killing Me collection, but oh well, let's get started, you monster is what, what she came in on. And it's just so... Nice. And I laughed. And I just... Oh, you're right. Like, there's just not a game like Portal 2 out there, except for Portal 2. And it just is such a funny, funny game. And um, I don't know. Just kudos to Portal. You're great. Yeah.
0: Make Portal 3, you cowards. Just do it.
1: Just do it. Um, I have some stuff highlighted here that I want to talk about. But, Ree, is there anything here that tickles your fancy? Before I start gushing um, over another farming
2: game? <clears throat> I'm scrolling through. I'm scrolling through... I am. I'm curious about Monkey Island. So I love games with this style with this type of humor with of course you know point and click and then in the actual puzzling but i've never actually played monkey island i've only like seen some gameplay of it here and there so i feel like again when things come to the switch it's almost like my backlog speaking to me like okay it's time (laughs) like it's time (laughs) like now is when you should get into it and i'm really looking forward to it and because i've only seen a little bit of it and it's not in recent memory since i haven't played through the entire game uh, i feel like it's going to be a really fun new experience for me, unlike a lot of folks who maybe have played through and this will be a replaying. But but even so, like I'm excited to hear people talking about it and maybe there'll be some more guides when I get <laughs> stuck inevitably that are up to date and fresh in for 2022. So yeah, I'm really excited for that one.
1: This is one of those games where I, as, as honored as I would be to get a review code, I don't think it would be a very good idea because the problem <laughs> is when you get these pre-release copies and You know, most times you don't get a guide sent your way and the PR people can be very helpful. But if you get stuck, your best bet is just to like mass DM people on Twitter and hope for the best that someone else has this game or you're just kind of up shit creek without a paddle. Um, I've tried to review some adventure games and point and click games in my day and it uh, usually doesn't end well for me, which is why I wish we had
0: one Christine Steimer still here to talk about it. But no, when the game comes out. I'm absolutely going to message Steimer and say, can you cool on into the show? Because she said that she would cool on to the show every time. yeah, From time to time and be like, this is the time we need you to come and give us your review or your air quotes impressions of of this game. Because, I mean, we got we got to get. Time, time back for monkey island. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely.
2: She'll she'll absolutely crush these puzzles. Like she flies through these things. Like it's a, not even a challenge for her.
0: Mm. yes. Yeah.
1: We can only win. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Britt, you're up. <laughs> okay, what farming game should I talk about first? Um, let's talk. <laughs> so many to choose. From. Oh, it was a good day in Britland, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's talk about Harvest Stella. Harvestella. That's a very, very cute little plan words there. Okay, so this is a new farming game from Square Enix. Uh, definitely did not see this one coming because, like, who would have thought Square Enix is working on a farming game? Not I, but like, here we are, and this is the reality we live in, so let's roll with it. So, here's from the press release. So, players will experience a beautiful world that changes with the flow of the seasons and enjoy a variety of gameplay, including tending to crops, befriending townspeople, and adventuring into challenging dungeons. So in this world, there are four giant crystals that are called seas light, and they create a stable change between the four seasons. But of course, shit goes wrong. Abnormalities start happening. And then this creates the Quietus, I think is how you pronounce it, which is a season of death that takes place between the naturally occurring four seasons. And during this season, the crops die, people won't come out of their houses, and these death seasons, geez louise, are becoming longer and longer each year. So and it's like so winter in Seattle. Exactly. It takes place in Seattle. Um, <laughs> and in the game, yeah, so like you'll grow, you'll tend to crops, you use the ingredients to cook and make your, give yourself some buffs. And there's different towns and townsfolk. And you can change your class. You can be a fighter, a shadow walker, or a mage. And you can have a party of people and each town each crystal that i was talking about earlier has because of course there's a crystal it's a square game um has a town and you have to traverse these paths to get to the crystals and probably save them anyway i think this is just really cool i've been playing i haven't been talking about it on the show but i've been playing an ass ton of Rune factory 5 which is obviously a take on the farming genre and this is like absolutely one of my favorite chicken soup for the souls type of games to play and so I love that people are getting more innovative with it, and I'm really curious to see how Square's take on this genre turns out. The one thing I'm slightly disappointed of is there's been no mention of marriage or banging. Not that I, mm. not that I expect like banging to be in the official press release, but generally, you know, like forging ta- relationships with townsfolk and building those comes along with some sort of romance. So, I mean, I kind of hope that that's in there, but, you know, it's not a deal breaker by any means, but it looks really pretty. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited. I want to grow some turnips, ladies. Yeah. Mm. This seems like a brit asking. game. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, you have no idea. Probably one of my favorite announcements other than, well, there's two more that I'm really excited about, but. Go on. Oh, okay. I'll keep going. Let's go. <laughs> all right. The next one I got all hot and bothered over. Oh, that's probably not. the Yeah. Okay. Hot and bothered isn't a good way to put it because this is definitely not a hot and bothering game, but Blanc. <laughs> so Blanc, this is a game coming from Gearbox Publishing, and I think Casus Ludi is how you pronounce it, but it, this is an artistic cooperative adventure game, and it's this really beautiful black and white, hand-drawn aesthetic, and Oh, it's so cute. Oh, my God. Anyway, it features a stranded wolf cub and a fawn as they, quote, overcome the odds to find their families. Adults and children alike will enjoy the heartwarming story when it launches in February 2023 on Switch and PC. So as we're looking on YouTube right now, you have this beautiful black and white world that's hand drawn, and it says it has a soothing soundscape that supports the game's text-free gameplay and storytelling. So there's absolutely no text in this game at all, which is something like fun and different. Like, I'm down for that. And it's great
0: for localization, yeah, but you yeah. basically don't
1: have there any. You go. Also
2: accessibility.
1: There you go. Mm-hmm. And each animal has its own strengths and weaknesses and can do certain things, especially when it comes to the puzzle element, I assume. But I think there's only two buttons that I read in movement. So you can move and you have two buttons that you press. So it's not like it's going to be a very complicated game to handle. And um, yeah, it supports local and online co-op. And the co f- the founder says this about the game with Blanc: We want to create a meaningful experience without antagonism, based on mutual aid and empathy, for everyone to enjoy, no matter their skill level. And it focuses on the journey and experience while tugging at the hearts of players. So Whoa. I just hope they're Aww. even cuddling. In I the know. Trailer. I just hope the wolf cub doesn't eat the deer. What?
0: I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's fair. The wolf would grow up to eat the deer. That's how that yeah, would usually work. Yeah,
1: you know, I mean, you want to tug on my heartstrings, like so. You know what's probably going? It's going to be fucking Bambi all over again. You know what I mean? Come the wolf on, is going to be can't. like, "Oh, my friends ate your mom. I'm sorry. Cool. I'm going to like take you wherever you need to go. I don't know. Oh, actually, the wolf is really small. So yeah, probably not. For now. For now. But you know some shit's going to go down. But either way, it's something different. And uh, right now, I in my games, I'm really just kind of craving innovation. And I think that's why this is
2: really speaking to me. So Yeah, this looks Blah. very very original and unique. I'm excited mm-hmm. for this one. Yeah.
0: I think the last time I was really pulled in by a game that had no dialogue that I thought was obviously a, a work of art was Journey. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I know that there's obviously been other games since then because that game is, you know, quite quite a few years old at this point. But this um this looks interesting. Yeah. I'm uh, excited to see uh, how this is going to come together.
1: Yeah. Do you want me to go next again? Obviously. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. The next one I want to <laughs> talk about. Ooh, RPG time. The Legend of Wright. Ooh. So this is coming to Switch, PS- PlayStation, Xbox, and Steam on August 18th. From publisher Aniplex and developer Deskworks, so this is if you look, when Andrea pulls the footage up, you'll see is a handmade notebook adventure that offers a one-of-a-kind gaming experience that is the culmination of sixteen years of conception and ten years of development.
0: Wow! So, wow! Yeah,
1: hold on. Yeah. Sixteen years of conception and ten years of too development. too many years. So <laughs> many years. And if you go on their website, yeah, I mean they have awards dating. I feel like all the way back to two thousand seven, from wow. when they've been showing this game off. Anyway, it looks like. In any case, it's, it's almost ready to come out. So clearly, like, it's, it's you know, they're making progress, which is wonderful. But um, the idea is this. The hero makes a brief stop. at a, Okay. So the story is told through comic strips, panels, and animation that are all hand-drawn. And it takes place in the land of Cardboardia, which I think is just like, ah cute plan words. <laughs> um, but I think the idea is is that, you know, after school is out, everyone gathers around. Oh, God, what's his name? I don't have it on here. Kenta is his name. They gather around Kenta's notebook and you essentially like go through this hand drawn RPG experience. And in the trailer, you get to see someone erasing some stuff or adding, drawing some stuff in. I don't think it's kind of like, I don't think it's something like Scribble Knots, if anyone remembers that, where you actually like got to say what you wanted to happen. I think it's just probably, you know, it's just like that's your option. But because <clears throat> if you look on the right, you have a pencil, you have an eraser, you have, like, a party menu. So, I don't know, it just looks like something different. And I and I love these sorts of – like I said, I'm craving innovation right now. And, um, like, there's a there's a tavern at one point, and you have to peel the sticky note of the tavern back to, like, air quote, go inside and explore it. I don't know. It just kind of reminds me of, like, childhood fun times. Also – cute. I, I may or may not have done something similar with this with Ocarina of Time when I was in the fifth grade. So <laughs> –
0: um
1: is there evidence of this somewhere probably and actually yeah in a notebook so when i was pregnant with jace we had to clear out our entire garage and my mom was one of those moms that kept everything and i of course got distracted and went through every single notebook that i found and turns out i wrote a lot about Obviously. video games in my youth <laughs> yeah and i found it i actually did i found the notebook we were coming in our we were coming back from camp cispus which was like the trip every fifth grader made back in the day And on the way back, my friend and I got bored on the bus because we didn't have cell phones back in those days, ladies and gentlemen. We didn't have tablets back in those days. You had a book or you had like a notepad. And I remember writing out the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time Deku Tree in there. And I would like do like a rough sketch. I'd be like, okay, which door do you want to go through? She would go through a door and be like, oh, there's the map. You found the map. And then I would like draw out more parts of the dungeon. Anyway, yeah, that was
0: fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I feel like we need to find this and have a dramatic reading. Is that uh is that, something I gotta try, that we can I'll, I'll try do? to
1: find it at some point. It's in one of the bins in the garage now. But, mm. but yeah.
0: Um, so there's one last thing I wanna mention, um, unless you have other things you want to chat about. Mm. Uh, well technically there's two things. Um uh, but one of no them one I was gonna self. say for hands on. But um so this is my obligatory. <laughs> Feels like almost every show. (laughs) My husband works for Disney, in case you forgot. Um, My husband works for Disney, but I've been obviously interested in Disney Dreamlight Valley because it's being pitched as like Animal Crossing, but Disney. And so that like peaks my Venn diagram overlap of Animal Crossing and Disney because I like (laughs) them both a lot. Uh, And they had a little bit more to show in the direct today. So in case you guys haven't seen this, of course, being developed by Game Loft, as we see here. And when they first revealed this game, I was like, this seems like too good to be true. Mm -hmm. But the more that I see this game, the more I read about it, the more I'm like, is this? Really, everything I'm I hope and dream it could potentially become. Um, and so I'm very excited to play this game to test it out and to see exactly. Oh, we got Maui here. Is it because I'm watching Moana like every day? Because my dad loves Moana. Uh, maybe um, I love fishing. could say? there's Olaf. I mean, her favorites right now are like Frozen, Moana, and Kanto and Coco. So you know, you throw those characters in anything, and I will I'll probably buy it. Um, but I'm. <laughs> I'm excited that they're going to have early access in just a couple of months. Um, In September is what they revealed. September 6th is when early access is happening. I'm actually very glad that they're doing an early access period Mm -hmm. because I think a game like this could absolutely benefit from a little bit of community bug testing. Um, So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that goes. But, I mean, yo, please be good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Please, good. Yeah, and I'm really curious when they do the early access, how the free to play stuff plays out. And I know we've talked about this mm-hmm. before, but you know, it's that knee jerk reaction if you see free to play, you're like, oh, it's going to be icky, but maybe it won't be. Yeah. So we'll see. I absolutely agree with you. Free to play is the way to go. I, I'm also very excited for this one. And usually, like Disney things, not that I don't like Disney, but anything that's kind of tied into a, like a huge IP, I tend to just kind of automatically be turned off from it don't know why that's why I never got into Kingdom Hearts back in the day. I was like, ah, it's a Disney You know why? why?
0: Because there's a bunch of shitty licensed games out there. No, I'm just going to say that's it. Fair. There's a bunch of really, really bad ones. There's a, like a couple cherry-picked good ones, but most of them are bad. Because it's some person in a suit and a tie in a boardroom being like, people want a video game about this thing. And we're going to rush a video game to make it launch when the movie launches. And then the video game developers are like, Hey Bob, listen, like that's just not enough time for us to make a quality game. And then Bob goes, ha, I don't care, Steve. Fuck you, Bob. I've got numbers to meet. So make it happen and shut the fuck up. And then they <laughs> pump out a piece of mediocre garbage that people are like, this is mediocre garbage, but it satisfies some contractual obligation to put out X amount of games and X amount of years and I've gone down a ranchy rabbit hole about how IP <laughs> games are usually terrible, but we're hoping for the best with it. It sounded like you were talking about
1: Pokemon there for a minute. But
0: hey. <laughs> Am I thinking specifically about some bad Transformer and Spider Man games? Maybe. Aww, but you know. They can't all be Aladdin. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Mm, it's true.
2: <laughs> Bob in the suit. Fuck you, sir. <laughs> you know what? Listen to Steve. It's your okay, fault, Bob. Okay, Bob. <laughs>
0: Bob and Susan. Steve needs more budget and more months to get it done, Bob.
1: <laughs> I like how we have these reoccurring characters in our podcast. We now have Bob in a suit. We have Susan from last week, who I feel like is just a really like obnoxious consumer. I can't remember. And now we have Steve, who is the good-hearted developer who just wants to do right by the fans. Those are our three Listen, people. Steve
0: is a, Steve is a Disney fanboy who wants to make his Disney video game development dreams come true. So Bob in the suit just needs, and I'm not speaking specifically about Bob JPEG, even though he used the head of Disney, because I doubt Bob JPEG is actually in any of those conversations. Um, but just generic guy in suit Bob. <laughs> just listen to Steve. Sorry. Sorry to all those Bobs out there. I'm sure there's some good Bobs. My Uncle Bob is one of them. Oh, well. God. Um, anywho. <laughs> Who could say? Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed that, um, you know, Mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun and good and not egregiously full of dumb microtransactions yeah <laughs>
1: that's, that's a good point uh, let's see. Yeah. see what else is pac-man world uh, is that the oh you have one go ahead
0: oh yeah no i was so i was gonna mention mm. so at summer game fest play days rihanna and i got time to play sonic frontiers which we talked oh, yeah. about two weeks ago when emily was on the show but Remember we said, oh, there's a part of the game we can't talk about yet? Mm -hmm. (gasps) Turns out they showed it in the Nintendo Direct, so we can talk about it, but we can either talk about it now, or we can kick that can down the road to the hands-on session. Let's save it for
2: hands-on. I have thoughts thoughts
1: you know i was watching the <laughs> sonic frontiers footage and after listening to what you had to say about it re then and I'm, wa- I'm looking at the world and i'm taking a bigger look at it and i'm like yeah like i, mm. I can kind of get that i kind of get that vibe i mean i'm excited to hear more about it because it sounds like you have a different area you can talk about now but yeah, yeah. like at first i was all like ask andrea i was like ooh, this looks good Ooh, ooh, ooh. and now i'm kind of like i've kind of cooled on it just a little mm. bit
0: no, oh, we'll well, we. You know, we don't ever want to like cool your excitement on something. I think it's not just Reed. You know, well, well, yeah. Obviously, it's not just yeah. us. Like, there's plenty of other people that played it. In fact, there was many people at the event that played it. So, please, you know, check lots of coverage. But um mm-hmm. it just, you know, I think we went in with. You know, hopeful expectations. And we came out going like, this game needs some more work. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. It's not There's done. nothing wrong with a game. <laughs> Playing a demo and realizing, hey, this just needs a little bit more time to sit in the cooker. Marinate. Marinate. Yeah, Steve's over there waving his flag at Sega
2: being like, I need more time. <laughs> Steve's Bob's the one like, sending Bob enough. all of the podcast notes like, see, see? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, Let's see. I think there, yeah, one more farming game I can talk about, ladies. Because why the fuck not? Mm. You know, it's my time to shine. Bring here. it on! All right, let's talk about Doraemon: Story of Seasons, Friends of the Great Kingdom. Now, I gotta be honest, why this game's being made, I couldn't tell you, but it's a thing that's happening. So in 2019, we got, I think Doraemon is how you pronounce it, which is an incredibly popular manga um, in Japan, and I think I saw read there's like 1,800 episodes of the anime that are oh. that are out. Like it's a lot. It's a lot. But wow. I digress. Uh, So I played this back in the day. So it's Doraemon and Story of the Seasons crossover. And what I do remember is that I played this on my flight to Fjardgol. Back when we all went to North Dakota. Oh, do
0: you remember when we went Aww. there? Yes. There was so much fun. Oh, I
1: remember because, well, obviously it was a really fun time, but also Reb was getting a little surgery that day and I was like freaking out on the airplane. But then I had this game to play and it really helped soothe me. Uh, and I do think I'm also like, I'm always going to be thankful to it for that. But I think I just kind of burned out on it. Um, not really a fan of the, the Doraemon stuff. And so it was kind of a, a weird foreign concept to me to try to like pretend to care about all these characters and also like when I play these sorts of games I want to be able to be myself and play as myself and you can't bang people in that game because like you're all kids and a weird robotic cat it wouldn't make sense and it would be very illegal and weird Uh, but what's interesting about what they're doing with this game is that they're adding co-op to it local co-op which is kind of interesting so with co-op you'll be able to raise a farm between the two people and you can also use like weird gadgets together whatever uh, you know i'd be really curious to know how this game sold i should look into that if i was good at my job i would have done that before the show started but um yeah like this really surprised me at first i'm like is this just an hd port but no it's a full-fledged sequel so cool i mean we have rune factory five we have story of seasons we have this other game coming out, Harvest Harvest Stella, whatever the hell. And I am just, ladies, live in my very... Yeah, here we go. Like, it looks really cute, right? Like, hey, look at it. Like, it's an adorable little art, but you're this little boy. And it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't really do it for me that much. But that's okay. I got other farming games to play and look forward to. So maybe someone out there is very excited about this. And if so, I'm very... I'm happy for you. My soul is lit aflame with joy at your happiness. Oh, so poetic. Andrea doesn't buy it. She laughs laughs at me.
0: I mean, you could have sold me just a little bit more. Um,
1: If you are happy that this game is coming into existence, I am so thrilled for you. Like literally every single night before I go to bed, I'm going to say a prayer to the many gods above us and say, dear gods above us, please bestow all of your blessings upon those that are so excited for Doraemon and whatever the fuck this game is called. And I hope,
0: <laughs> I hope that they... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Doraemon, whatever the this game is called. There's <laughs> a lot of words. It's so many words. <laughs> Story of Seasons, Story of the Great seasons. What the fuck?
1: Bob named that one. Jeez Louise. Oh my goodness.
0: Gonna roll. Um, I love you, Brittany. You're my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, Uh, that's uh, it for our coverage of the Nintendo Mini Direct that happened this week. Um, We have just a couple in case you missed it, so let's get to those. But before we do that, I want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner, as I mentioned, is Athletic Greens. So if you guys missed the podcast where we first introduced them, Athletic Greens is a wellness company that makes a supplement that's going to improve your life every day that you take it. Now, if you guys aren't familiar, if you haven't heard them on a bunch of other podcasts, I personally have heard them a lot on Pod Save America, one of my favorite podcasts out there. It's why when they approached us at What's Good Games, I was like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting to try Athletic Greens. They seem like the cool kids thing to do. And let me tell you, I've started using it and it makes me feel like I have a dedicated time to hydrate every day. Now, I know we were You know joking around with Rihanna about hydration but what's great about athletic greens in addition to all of the vitamins and minerals that it helps you get into your system is that it reminds you drinking water is important and when you wake up in the morning you just take your scoop of athletic greens put it in your eight to twelve ounces of water chug that bad boy and boom you're starting your day out with some hydration power So what is this stuff you may be wondering? What the heck is Athletic Greens? Well, with one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and even aging. All of the things, you guys, it supports them all. And the reason why I like taking AG1 is because as a busy mom, it's just hard for me to remember to feed myself the fruits and vegetables I need every day because I'm too busy cutting them up into tiny cubes for my baby to eat (laughs) and then I forget to eat them myself and enter in my need for a supplement every single day. And if you guys didn't know, Athletic Greens is a climate neutral certified company. So you can feel good about using their product. In 2020, AG purchased carbon credits that support projects to protect old growth rainforests. And for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including no kid hungry here in the United States. In fact, in 2020 alone, AG donated over 1.2 million meals to kids. That is fantastic. Plus, if you are worried about your special diet or nutritional needs, it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good. And it supports better sleep quality and recovery, something that I desperately need. So it's time to claim or should I say, reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Just take it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash what's good. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash what's good to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. As Brittany mentioned a little bit earlier, Niantic is in the news because they're making a real world NBA game, and it's called NBA All World. Bob named that one too. (laughs) 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 To me, that. Signals that they're working closely with the NBA and it's a trademarked slash licensed game. And it's always interesting when somebody (laughs) gets into bed with the sports people um, because it's either going to be something really cool or it's going to be something very gimmicky. And knowing that Niantic has been actually doing some really interesting, great games over the last couple of years in particular... I'm curious to see how this is going to do. Do you think that the mainstream consumer who plays sports games is going to be interested in a Niantic-type mobile or AR experience? No. No. I don't.
1: (laughs) No. I mean, I think it's no. Yeah, if you look at how it's described, okay, they're trying to turn the real world into a basketball theme park. Places and objects in the real world will become video game items. The convenience store has become a location to pick up stamina for your NBA player. The sporting goods store around the corner is the place to pick up the latest brand name shoe to customize your players. So it says they're swiped based one-on-one basketball where you go up against other players at basketball courts on your map, kind of like a gym in Pokemon Go. There's a leaderboard and you can collect real world NBA players by encountering and beating them on the map. Sounds like the Ultimate Team feature in FIFA, according to The Verge. And you can customize them with gear and in-game boosts. Niantic also says the game will have some sort of lo- location-based storytelling element. And it's coming out um, next NBA season. I mean, like, cool. Like, you know, obviously this is for someone, some people, an audience. But I think the part where you kind of start losing folks is, like, you have to get up and move around. It's an AR game, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like mm. if you look at the white space between sports fans, real life sports fans, not sports game fans, and AR game players, there is obviously going to be some crossover. Mm. But ultimately, people who are fans of NBA and fans of NBA players are fans of watching them. Like They don't necessarily engage with ancillary content and and maybe there's like, you know, some TMZ that they'll follow or something like that, like sensationalist news. But aside from that, there's really not a lot of opportunities to engage with NBA stars. And so this doesn't feel as natural or as organic of a fit simply because they're not out in the world the way that some stars of other types of games are like I'm sure there's people who are excited for this, but people who are really into AR games or people who would be interested in clicking into one if they were served an ad, I don't think it's the exact same audience as people who love watching basketball games. And it's going to be a tough sell to really show you the value of engaging with this if you are an NBA fan. Like like If I really enjoy watching basketball, why do I want to stop watching basketball to do something else on my phone? That's gonna be the key here to really sell this home. hmm
0: No, that's fair. Yeah. I think that you hit the nail on the head there. I'm curious to see
1: what this marketing's gonna look like. Me too. Yeah. From the makers of Pokemon Go. Catch Michael Jordan. <laughs> I don't know. In the also, wild. I'm really bad at
2: throwing <laughs> the Pokeballs, so like actually making the hoops says I'm probably gonna suck at it. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's probably the same mechanic though, where you have to like flick it and mm-hmm. then goes over i wonder how do you catch the players you have to be oh okay you you don't <laughs> actually catch them Okay, you find them on the map you encounter and beat them on a basketball okay Ria, yeah, gotta you gotta catch hurt. all the
2: players
1: can you imagine just like throw basketballs at their head uh oh. oh, just give them concussions and then
0: take them while they're cast out <laughs> oh,
1: God, yeah. you will live in this pokeball now sir oh man we'll see
0: I, I think that game is the game that people actually want yeah, though. Yeah. So if uh, if if Niantic could make that happen, <laughs> that would be a that'd be great. That'd be great. Um, I know we didn't include it in the show notes, but I want to just quickly mention um, because we haven't really talked a lot about this game recently that we got a new trailer for Gotham Knights, mm. oh. uh, which is coming out later this year. And in case you missed it, it's all about Robin. And they kind of give us a more detailed look at the crime fighter and kind of how he's going to, you know, interact with some of the other characters in the game. And it's interesting because obviously, you know, you think Robin, you immediately think Batman, right? And there's, as far as we know, Batman's not in this game. I'm assuming he'll probably make some kind of a cameo, but the whole idea is that it's all of these other cool characters that exist in this Gotham universe, but I'm interested to kind of see, you know, how people are going to, you know, pick and choose which characters that they're going to play as. And I I want to be hyped and pumped for this game because I really do love this style of gameplay. And I think this kind of brawler um, combo heavy mechanics that, you know, this studio is known for, you know, WMU Montreal. I've, I'm, I'm interested and pumped to play this. I think I just need to get some hands on time with it. Yeah.
1: I think that's kind of where I'm at too. I just need to play it. I need to see how it feels in my hands. Again, Gotham Knights, that title alone, doesn't really do it. It doesn't do it enough for me. Like Shania Twain said, that don't impress me much. I mean it does. It's a cool concept. <laughs> but yeah, for me, it kind of comes down to gameplay and the co-op aspect of it. And um what is it what does it feel like? Because, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I don't really care if it's just yeah. Gotham Knights. It's just not You need enough. the feels. I need the feels. If this was like all the husbandos in Dragon Age Nights would be like okay you got me like let's go I will do all of the things all of the moves for you but it's not but yeah this is the one where Batman's dead more right? Capes, more capes apparently more capes yeah Batman's worm fodder in this one right That this is the one
0: he's dead uh yes she says very hesitantly not actually knowing where in the canon this game falls um, is it but- canon? is the game canon? yes okay I, I I mean, at least it's canon with the other video games. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Listen, the DC universe when it comes <laughs> to Gotham and Batman and his whole universe is way too big for me to follow as far as like where in the canon of the comic books and obviously the movies and the TV series and everything that it lies. I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's canon with the other video games that WB has made. Okay.
2: Yeah. I'm, as far as I'm aware. I'm interested. I, I need to know if it's fun to play alone. That, that's kind of a, where I'm at with it, because I guarantee I'm not going to be able to get three other people to coordinate with me for this one. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, did you
0: play the other Batman games from Warner Bros.? Yeah.
2: I've played a, a bit here and there. Not enough to really like say I'm a true fan, but I, I mean, I enjoy the way they feel. I just need to know that I care about the story.
0: That's fair. Yeah.
2: Unless I'm, that's fair. You know, fucking around with my friends, then I don't need any story. Exactly.
0: Um, speaking of fucking around with your friends, Gamescom 2020, <laughs> you and 200,000 of your closest friends is fucking around in a conference hall playing video games. <laughs> hopefully, not getting a sales pitch. Anyway, we talked... We talked about uh, Gamescom a little bit uh, last week saying that PlayStation had announced that they were not going to Gamescom. But this week, Ubisoft has said it will be going to Gamescom. Just on the kind of heels of a lot of other people saying, we're actually deciding to not go. Other people, including PlayStation, as I mentioned, Nintendo, Activision Mm -hmm. Blizzard, and Take-Two, all not attending, Gamescom 22, 2022 but ubisoft is like we'll be there (laughs) sorry (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why that, that's so funny. They are a European company. I mean, they're a global company yeah. that has a, just a, a large presence in Europe. But I think the reason why it's interesting is because we haven't heard anything from them about a Ubisoft Forward event. So maybe they're going to be planning something around Gamescom or leading up to Gamescom to be like, hey, we've got some games. We'd like to show you and talk Skull about them." Because they haven't bones. done that yet this summer. I'd yeah. like to see them.
1: I'm trying to see who else is confirmed to be attending. Um you will who joined the likes of Embracer Group, okay, like so, like 500 other studios, and Bandai and Namco. Embracer Group is yeah. giant, yes. and Bandai Namco will be there. Cool. No, all right, Let's be a little intimate setting.
0: Yeah, they're just gonna have a giant Elden Ring sign, and it'll be the most popular movie <laughs> that games come. They're like, oh no, there's no DLC. You can just come and play Elden
2: Ring that you can buy, and you can buy a Elden giant, Ring. a giant <laughs> hot tub full of like that, like me, like that pot guy.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That feels like more of a TGS kind of vibe. (laughs) Um, But maybe they'll have, like, the two fingers. Can you imagine you go to the booth it's just the two fingers, like, (laughs) (laughs) over you? That'd be pretty funny, actually. That would be funny. (laughs) Do it, Bandai. Do it. I dare you. (laughs) Um, They obviously have other stuff (laughs) coming out too. (laughs) Uh, Like like what brawls, which we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago. Anywho, Uh um... That is going to do it for the news for this week. Uh, normally, this is where we would take like a, a, an official proper break uh, and say, well, we come back, but we're just going to roll right into hands-on because it's just that kind of a week, everybody. And as we mentioned during the news segment, just to kind of tie it together – Rihanna and I got hands on with Sonic Frontiers and there was a part of the game called the Cyber Worlds in air quotes um, that we got to play that we weren't allowed to talk about until the reveal that happened in the Nintendo Direct earlier this week. And when we left the demo, even though we weren't you know, super pumped and excited about the other parts that we played. We were like the cyber world stuff was fun and cool It made us really kind of feel like that is the Sonic that we know and remember and really love. And the music was great. And, um, we're just going to talk briefly about that, and I'm going to pull up some B-roll that I have here. But, Reed, that was the part of the demo that
2: you resonated the most with you, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So these cyber worlds are, you know, different places that you'll enter through via, enter into via portals in Sonic Frontiers. So very different from the sort of, near photorealistic open world landscapes that you've seen in previous gameplay, which we've talked about and that you see in lots of the promotional material where Sonic is just sort of like exploring this sort of open, grassy, mountainous area. When you run into the port, sorry, when you enter the portals into one of the cyber worlds, you actually enter into a classic looking 3D Sonic level. And these worlds definitely, as you said, Andrea, harken back to the Sonic that I was expecting <laughs> at least to have a little bit more of a touch point for. And it, it, it absolutely delivers. So these parts of the game were my favorite of our playthrough experience. Uh, they're positioned as though they're, you know, challenge level. So they're highly replayable. You can enter into them, try to collect um, different hard to reach tokens or, or, sorry, rings <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> That become the collectibles in these in, in these different worlds, and obviously you can go for speed runs, try to beat your own personal time, beat your friend's time, things like that. And um, there are a few enemies there in these cyber worlds that you you know you'll bop them on the head, but it's it's mainly just the the speed run courses, and that's right. that was the look that 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 was the feeling I was looking for, and I really enjoyed those levels. They definitely have a different visual style; they look a lot more like you know Sonic Three D. And they're short. At least the bit that we played was a little bit shorter and surprisingly challenging. I I don't know about you, Andrea, but I know I fell a couple of times into the (laughs) abyss and actually had to start over. Yes. I mean, I think that's
0: what... Really reminded me of classic Sonic. This idea of you know you fail or you lose your rings, you're like gotta just start over. There's no like finishing the level without having like a good or perfect run, and I think a lot of like hardcore Sonic fans were are gonna be looking for that kind of experience. So I'm glad that they've included it. It's interesting the way that they've kind of like pulled it out from the main exploration, Um, and also like the very stark contrast difference between the music. in each of the areas I thought was really interesting and obviously we only saw a small sliver of the game when we were at the event but what I saw in the cyber worlds actually is what has me excited about going back to actually play this game because let me tell you if it was only the exploration and the open world ah uh, yeah no nah, thanks i'm good so does it and i do Go ahead. Sorry, go okay, ahead. Okay, I was going
1: to ask. Does it, so does it feel more like, now that you, you talk about this, I have a question. So does it feel more like the open world is just there to kind of like run around and explore, but like the real meat and potatoes are
0: in these little like other little sub worlds? Okay. No. It feels like the sub worlds are a way to grind for um,
2: rings in order to, I guess there's got to be some kind of like upgrade mm. path,
0: right? Yeah, um, we didn't really see do-
2: where the rings become useful aside from... You know, collecting the the hard to reach ones that are special. They're, I think they're red, different color.
0: Oh. Yeah, and unfortunately, Sega wasn't doing any developer interviews. At least when we asked them, and I said, "Hey, I have questions about what we played today. Is there somebody I can talk to?" And they're like, "We're not doing interviews at this time." And I was mm. like. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I guess I'll just keep my questions (laughs) for some other time. Um, And it was a bit of a bummer because I would have liked to know a little bit more about like how Sonic's combat is going to change. What is the progression look like? What does the exploration look like? What are the benefits of exploring? You know, are you going to get like a substantial like weapon or token or something You know, are there like hidden worlds that you can find? Because the access to these cyber worlds that we kind of saw were really obvious. It's like you get this giant obelisk chair thing that you see out in the middle of the world. And it's a pretty easy, minimal puzzle to unlock it. And then once you stand on it or whatever, it like teleports you into this other world. And then as Rihanna mentioned, there's this replayability factor for it but i think the thing that i just kept going back to was like but why isn't that the game mm. and i and i think what it comes back to and again this is us only operating on what we saw and i think it comes down to them trying something different and i applaud the developers for saying hey we want to take this really classic beloved character with a tried and true formula and do something different with him. And right now from what we've seen, it just doesn't feel like it's resonating or hitting or clicking. But hopefully they lock it all in, Mm. you know, as development progresses.
2: Yeah, I I also bumped up against a little bit of pacing and, and and that sounds weird to say in a preview and a hands-on because i know it's obviously not the final product so this may be completely irrelevant once people have this retail copy in hand however the yeah. way they introduced sonic traversal the move sets was very overwhelming and i almost prefer if they would have had us in this classic world and then at the end we bust out and then we see the wide open spaces mm-hmm. of the the open world. So then we can translate all of the movesets that a lot of people are familiar with into traversal in this new, you know, frontier land. Uh, and uh, again, we don't know what the final product will look like. It's very possible that the entire introduction of the character in the game and its mechanics will be completely different from what Andrea and I played and lots of other folks who have played this as well. But it, it, it was very much two different games next to each other, as opposed to, Hey, here's this thing that you loved and that feels familiar and you're excited to get back into in this new updated way and how it translates to an open world format that you see in other franchises that we're we're branching into as a new experimentation for this character and this IP. So I'm just kind of like still wait and see, honestly, at this point, because I loved the movement, but... i need to understand why we're here still
1: that's what i was just gonna ask you i don't know if you ladies have played enough to answer this but what what do you do in the open world because i'm watching these other little areas like god that looks fun That could looks
0: fun and then you're in the open world and it's like what's the point i honestly don't have an answer for you i wish that i had an answer we left the demo with a lot of questions like i said we didn't get a chance to talk to anybody because they didn't have somebody there to answer those questions and I hope that they show some more details because right now I'm like so what and who cares and I don't want that right because it's such a I mean it's Sonic like I want to be able to play it and have a great time especially since Sonic Mania like this revival like of the franchise did such a great job and now they're clearly trying to ride that enthusiasm for this franchise back to some of the more 3D-focused Sonic fans instead of, the, like, the classic 2D stuff. And I don't know if they're going to get there.
2: I hope they do. Me too. Fingers crossed. Yeah.
0: But definitely need to see more. Yeah.
2: There's some storytelling that that should happen before we know why we're invested. And I think we just haven't seen it yet.
0: Yes, indeed. Um, but... Britt, you have played some things. I have.
1: I have been playing some things. I think the thing I'll talk about is phobia, and I can never say this right, dash St. Dinfna Hotel. Nailed it. So this is developed by Pulsatrix Studios, published by Maximum Games. It is out uh, the day we're recording, which is Tuesday, June 28th. And this game, I had never heard of this game. I didn't even know of its, of its existence. And then I got a press release from Thomas and Thomas at Tinsley. And he was like, hey, I got a game. It's kind of like a mash of Resident Evil and Silent Hill. And I was like, say no more, Thomas. You've sold me. Like I said, right now, I just kind of want to try some like new things that I just haven't played before. So this game follows an amateur journalist, and his name is Roberto Lopez, and he is fresh out of college trying to find a really cool scoop. Um, and, of course, someone gets in touch with him and is like, hey, I got a haunted hotel for you. You want to come check it out? And he's like, "Santa Moa," <laughs> And I'm there. So uh, that's a very, like, light summary of it. Um, but essentially, yeah, so... I am maybe like four hours into this and the PR email said expect like seven to nine hours for a total playthrough, but I still feel like I'm less than halfway through. Um, Anyway, yeah, so you're at this hotel and where the Resident Evil influence comes in is that this kind of feels like one big escape room, which is like one of my all-time favorite things of Resident Evil. I love the sense of exploration when it comes to Resident Evil. I love the attention to detail and the levels, you know, everyone remembers my... Infamous toilet paper story when it came to Res- Resident Evil 2 reveal and Steimer always made fun of me for that. Oh my god, that was a vagina spider. I just fought that thing today, actually. Um, I <laughs> digress. So, um, and to a, to a point, phobia has that. Um, obviously, like this is an indie studio, so it's not as you know, polish or as the details aren't as intricate as they are in Resident Evil, but it has very much the same feel. So you're walking around, you're collecting notes. Some of them are related to puzzles. Some of them are just there for the story and the narrative building. Um, You're collecting puzzle pieces. You're examining them. You're combining them. You have inventory management. You have safe rooms. You have um, big storage chests that, you know, your inventory travels with Wherever you find a storage chest, you can access it. Uh, there's no, I will say there's no, um, checkpoint system or anything like that. Like if you, if you save and you die, you go back to that save and that can be very frustrating. Um, the other part of this game that I find relatively frustrating is the gun the gunplay. There should, there should, I think that the guns should have just been taken out of this game because I think it hurts the game more than it helps it. It's just not good. Um, it's very like, point and you know it's like push this trigger and push that and then you shoot cool and find some ammo cool ammo is scarce cool but and the enemies are just are not very diverse and so you know I was actually legitimately like freaked out when I was playing this for the first time for the first maybe like hour or so and then as soon as I got the pistol I feel like a lot of that tenseness just kind of went away because while there's still is atmospheric tension building after you get the weapons. It just feels like it then kind of switches to rely more on. Um, I said more on, haha. But it relies more on the um, <laughs> the enemies themselves, and and it's just you know whatever. Just a little heads up. Like not every game needs needs pew pewing in it to be a really you know great atmospheric horror game. But you know for being what it is. I have to say, I'm having a really good time. You know, I have had a few really frustrating moments. um, And that comes down to when the shooting is just bad and I die and I have to, like, retrace my steps. But it's scratching that itch of... You know, let's let's just look around, let's read some notes, let's collect some items, let's solve some puzzles. You know, there are the creaky, like, background noises. The sound design is good. There is a little girl that's going to, like, pop out every once in a while, not necessarily to scare you, but just to kind of, like, freak you out a little bit. Only a handful of jump scares. Um, I do know, I'm in the hotel right now, so there's a lot of backtracking, which is kind of, like, normal for these sorts of games. Kind of Metroidvania in that sense, if you want to think of it from that way. But, you know, yeah, like it's it's fun. And, and you know, if you're looking just for something to kind of like, I don't know, kind of get the, the panties tight and twisted and up your ass a little bit. Maybe just just think about it. There is actually a cool mechanic I haven't talked about. And um, it's the camera. And so it's not like Fatal Frame. So don't worry about that. But you do have a camera. And at one point you lift it to look through it and it'll show you. Essentially, like whatever room you're in, it'll show you an alternate d- dimension of that, and maybe that alternate dimension has a doorway you can go through, but the room in your present dimension does not. So you raise the camera up, and then you, while you have it up, you can walk through a door. You put the camera back down, and now you're suddenly back in a hotel. Um, it might sound kind of like the medium-y from uh, Bloober Team, and it's sort of like the medium in that sense, but you know, you don't have the split screen, and it's not a mechanic that's like super heavily relied on. So. Anyway, yeah. So I appreciate the suggestion from Thomas. It's trying to see right now on Steam. It's twenty six ninety nine. It's ten percent off. And yeah, I mean, it's I was looking at other people's reviews of it, and they're falling around like the six to sevens. Um, sometimes like seven point five, eight ish. Which again doesn't mean it's a bad game. It just means you know it's kind of like most people consider it to be like an okay game. And I don't regret playing it so far. So yeah, Phobia. It's, it's a perfect game to play if you're sleep-deprived and you're already stressed <laughs> out because you don't get enough time to yourself. What better game to play than this? Let me tell you, I was talking to myself. I had to have Jason in the room with me when I was playing it, especially those beginning hours, because um, I, I just couldn't handle it. I don't know why I was playing it. I'm like, why, am I, why the fuck am I doing this to myself when I literally have... Because you love, those I know, and of games. I love the rush, Andrew. But my God, I also have Rune Factory Five, which is about farming and like banging people. I have Fire Emblem, Fire <laughs> Emblem, yeah, Three Hopes, which is like a super awesome, like chill game as well. But no, here I am playing this game about dead blood sac creatures chasing me. You know,
2: <laughs> you know, you're a complex individual. It's
1: okay. I'm like an onion,
2: right? <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. exactly. Shocking Rihanna, but I see that you've been playing Fortnite again. I have. Yeah, they um they took the building away and so it brought me back. And it's been awesome. I've been playing Fortnite. I'm not gonna lie, like like almost not almost. I've been playing it more than Apex. Ooh. It's become my oh, go-to. Oh snap! Wow, Move it aside has- Apex. It has dethroned Apex for the moment. So I've been playing Fortnite and it's currently in chapter three, season three, which is titled Vibin, Ooh. which is, you know, very accurate. So they've brought some stuff back with, with uh, the roller balls or, you know, the ballers, as people will call them. Uh, there is an entire like roller coaster that you can Th- ride around. Is that Indiana Jones? I sure, look. There's like Indiana him. Jones content. Allegedly, uh-huh. you can you know throw a boulder down a hill at somebody and hopefully. What do it hits you mean? Them. Allegedly, it's very easy to avoid. <laughs> I mean, if we just saw I haven't him, seen him myself uh, <laughs> because if we just saw him in the trailer. Yeah, I haven't seen him yet, but there's Darth Vader skins now. There's there's lots of uh, Obi Wan content. Spider Man folks are still hanging around. You know all the all the hits of. Uh, <laughs> you know, the recent summer drops. But what's really cool about this season is there's this new mechanic where the map has been taken over by this reality zone and it's called Reality Falls. And in Reality Falls, there are are seed pods around a beautiful, beautiful tree. It's like bioluminescent tree. It's purple and blue and all of the colors that are the best. And then you actually take one of the seeds from this tree and you can plant it anywhere on the map. And you can plant the seed, replant it somewhere else if you like, but regardless of what you do planting wise, it's always going to begin maturing over time. And I think about once a day, like every 20 hours or so, you have to go pluck the weeds from around your little sapling yeah. and then it will bear fruit And when it bears fruit, it goes through, you know, the different tiers, the quality tiers of weapons. So it'll find you'll find rare stuff and epic stuff and then eventually legendary and mythic um, as the games progress. And it's a really nice way to automatically start the game with a decent weapons loadout and some shields. And there is a lot of other mechanics that I could get into, but I won't bore everybody with the details. Long story short, zero build Fortnite has really transformed the entire experience for me. I'm very much enjoying it. The Time to Kill feels a little bit more accessible because people aren't building the Taj Mahal the moment you set foot in front of them. <laughs> and I win often and I like winning. So it's been great. Yeah. Winning it's really fun. easy to drop in, drop out. Yeah. It's been awesome. I, I'm, I'm having a good time with it.
0: I'm glad what? to hear it. We've obviously played you know, a bunch of games together when I've been able to carve out some time in the evening after the baby is asleep uh, <laughs> to jump online. <laughs> and I think, as we've mentioned many times on this show, playing with friends when it comes to these multiplayer experiences is really key to the enjoyment that I think we have when we play. And I am with you that No Build has really changed it for me and has really made me want to play more But Mm -hmm. now I have to buy V-Bucks
2: and... So many every skins? time I play
0: with Joey Noel, I have to like see all the cool skins that she has from playing like twenty seasons of Fortnite, and I'm like, I want all those emotes and skins, and she's like, Well, you can't have them, and I'm like, But I want them. <laughs> Makes me sad. But she did so, gift me the BTS dances, which I was very excited about.
1: Well, that's cool. I didn't know they maybe. Well, we, we probably talked about it. I don't remember that. I can't remember every Tom, whatever Dick and Jerry, whatever the names are that goes in.
0: <laughs> Tom, Dick, and Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Tom Jerry. <laughs> Harry. Ooh, yes. Harry.
1: It's Harry. Tom Harry. <laughs> Harry Dick. Um,
0: oh, wait, oh so goodness. you're playing
1: this more than Apex. Like what itch is Fortnite scratching that Apex isn't right now?
2: It's definitely scratching the cosmetic itch that Andrea is alluding to. Um when you see you know people in Fortnite, it's like a a transformer is doing the bts dance Mm. and then all of a sudden you know like you're fighting them it's very ready player one in that 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 dissociative moment but it's a lot of fun to you know show your own personality you're like there's some dances that you can do where like it's almost like a call and response like other people will reply with their own version um there's some gestures and things you can do that you can do in tandem with somebody else if they decide to you know join you like a high five or a hug or even a dance routine which is of course one of my favorites but more than anything it's just fun to have a new environment to run around and to learn Um, the map is always the same um, every game but they do introduce some slight variations to what's happening in the map throughout the course of the season so right now for instance um darth vader comes down in his ship and he lands at different spots every day And you can go choose to fight him if you want and try to take him out and then, you know, like take his blaster. And there's a lot of really cool like mini games that you can choose to play with yourself. There's, of course, challenges and quests that will take you to different areas of the map to complete different objectives, like talk to this NPC Mm -hmm. or, you know, set up a beacon here or something like that. So there's lots of variety in it that I have been missing a little bit from Apex in Battle Royale mode and it, it there's a lot more space to explore i i feel like the map in apex or the map rotations in apex right now i get picked off a lot and you know it's not fun to drop in a, a br and then immediately get sniped and then you just go back to the loading screen and you're like well that wasn't a pleasant experience i didn't participate i didn't even really get to compete mm-hmm. like it, it's not as accessible for me right now but fortnite As I said, I can land where my tree is, be guaranteed at least a few guns and full shields and feel like I really have a fighting chance. And I feel that it's being presented that way for a lot of people who maybe haven't played before or who aren't as comfortable with the building. You know, you at least can jump in and and get a few shots on somebody Mm -hmm. and feel like you did something. So that's really what's what's hooking me right now.
1: That makes sense. It's just like a it sounds just fun. Like there's shit to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Epic has been supporting this game in a really impressive way for a long time. And while not every season is going to be as exciting as, you know, the next one, I think that they are continuing to find ways to engage their community and to keep people coming back and to get new players in like myself, you know, to their ecosystem to buy shit. They're like, buy the shit, and I'm like, okay, it's cute. No it works, <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's fun, it's great. And speaking of fun, a game that I had a ton of fun with and haven't played in a while that you also have jumped back into Fall Guys,
2: yeah, yeah, Fall Guys, uh, free for all, I think is what they're calling this official season one. So it's really cool because Fall Guys, we we played some of it over the course of the pandemic, and it's one of those games that you're you're gonna want to be in a Discord group with a bunch of people and yelling and screaming at each other <laughs> and you know cheering people on as you fall out of the race and get eliminated, but you still want your friends to get um, to the next level or maybe even win. What's really exciting is that now they actually have uh, up to four player teams where you can all go into a free for all, quote unquote. However, if one of your teammates is still moving forward and you aren't, you're automatically going to watch them and you'll you know get some points and some progress if they actually continue forward and eventually win. Um, they have all kinds of new rounds, all new courses, all new obstacles, and of course, all new skins. As we're saying, skins are a theme right now so uh yeah it's been a lot of fun and and i am still waiting for private lobbies to be accessible for everyone. I think at the time when we played in a private lobby, which was maybe over a year ago at this point, there were only four certain users. And I'm not sure what the plan is moving forward to to roll those out, if they're going to be a paid feature or if there's a way you can earn it or, you know, something else in their roadmap. But uh, what's really intriguing is like, you know, getting a group of friends together and basically instead of going to like a bouncy castle or you know laser tag ring you all jump into fall guys and and hang out in the chat room and you know talk shit to each other so (laughs) i'm looking forward to seeing more from this um it's always been fun from the moment we started playing it but i'm glad that it's now officially out and free and everybody can cross play cross play has been really easy um but actually finding a game you know takes a little bit of time depending on what time of day you're playing and yeah again still waiting for private lobbies to open up Mm. because that's where the real fun starts
0: Yeah, Fall Guys, lots of fun. You fall down over and over again.
1: New theme song right there. Andrea just wrote it. (laughs) Re will do the dance for it.
0: You're welcome. Ship it. Pay me the royalties and we're we're good to go. That's all I want. Who do I have to negotiate (laughs) over there at that team? Come on, let's go. Uh, Just kidding. Uh, My Fall Guys songs don't hold a candle to one Christine Steimer's songs oh, the
1: no 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 no
0: zone the, the no no space the no no, 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 no zone. space yeah oh my gosh sometimes i watch those clips back of her just singing about running around as a furry <laughs> let me live my furry life oh that was th- those were fun times we'll we'll oh, stream yeah. again someday someday we'll, it will happen Um, Well, thanks for the update on some of these multiplayer games that you've been into. Certainly something that I've been missing in my life is is getting online with people. And, you know, I've talked to a couple friends recently like, oh, like, how's it been going? You know, what games are you playing? And I'm like, LOL, games. I remember when I used to (laughs) play games. That's that's fun. Um, But I did just finally watch the Uncharted movie. Oh, okay. It, and? It was fine. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. That's correct.
2: But Listen, it That's a fucking win.
0: Great. So, you know, know, it was fine. I do like how they very clearly lined up some shots to make it feel like you were looking at, you know, shots from the video games, which I thought was great. And mm-hmm. it was a really fun cameo, which I won't spoil if someone, you know, hasn't seen it yet. And... While I appreciate that they kind of like left the door open for them to make more, I, you know, I'm okay if they don't. I just think Tom Holland is really lovely in certain roles and Nathan Drake is just not that role.
1: (laughs) Do you think it would have been better if they had went with an older
0: Drake? 100% yes. Mm. Yeah. Why they didn't just fulfill everyone's dream and cast Nathan Fillion, I don't know. I know that he's on the older side, and maybe they're like, oh, he's too old. They'd be after the current video game canon. I'm like, so? No, yeah, so. Also, like, a cinema magic. Make him look young. You could do it. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> Still haven't seen it. I'm oh, you it haven't? No,
1: we were going to watch it last weekend, but then a, a little title called Beavis and Butthead came out. A new <laughs> Beavis and Butthead movie came out. Oh, I forgot about that. I think it's Do the Universe. Wow. Is that what it's called? I can't. What's up with these fucking names lately I can't remember shit do the universe yes Beavis and Butthead do the universe came out so that's what we watched instead but Jason's been wanting to watch Uncharted and I was like but Beavis
0: and Butthead I think you will enjoy it it's it's a nice fun popcorn flick very much in the same vein that the Tomb Raider movie was I was like this is a perfectly fine like action movie and thought it was good it wasn't like Assassin's Creed which was like actively bad
1: oh god (laughs) yeah that was a bad one
0: And that Mm. bummed me out as a big Assassin's Creed fan. I was like, come on, this is the one. And then I was like, no, why does it suck so bad? Yeah. 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 But we also watched Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness finally. Okay. Because that's finally out on streaming. And boy, it feels like you need to be on substances to watch (laughs) that movie. (laughs) Wait, why? Because it's weird and wild and goes places. And when it they say the multiverse of madness, like there's so much happening. The like lots of transitioning between different universes. And it's like really hard to keep up. Oh, like a little too much. they just went full for full, like action horror. Oh, yes. In a way that I wasn't expecting from a Marvel movie. And I know people mentioned that on Twitter. Everyone's like, Oh, Sam Raimi being Sam Raimi. And, I was like but what does that mean? I think it's just been too long since I've seen one of his films. And then when I watched it it was like, "Ooh, I get it." Just yeah. Yeah. Went dark. Went very dark. <laughs> Got also if you had any love left for Wanda, just throw it out the window.
2: Oh, goodbye. She's a mother.
0: No, mm, not not an excuse. <laughs> As a mother myself, mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm still mad at her for what she did in WandaVision, though. So maybe I'm one of the oh. only ones. Yeah, that No bitch. excuses, Wanda. You're a bad person. Just accept oh. what you've done. I don't know what she did. I'm just being a good friend and
1: <laughs> supporting my friend.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Unless we're going to do a spoiler cast, which we could do. We haven't done a, sp- a proper spoiler cast. Do
1: you know what the my favorite, favorite spoiler cast was? The Tiger King one. Because I... Ah,
0: Tiger King! Oh. There's oh. A, There's a second one.
1: Oh, my God. I I don't want to watch... Because I didn't watch it. I didn't do nothing <laughs> about it. And you three spoiled... That was my... That was so much fun. That just got weirder <laughs> and weirder as y'all continue talking. And I loved it. I loved Free, it. You've Show seen was...
2: you've seen Tiger King. Oh, yeah. It was unforgettable. I didn't know there was another one, though. Yeah. I want to see it now. It was
0: really contentious because Carol apparently tried to sue Netflix because in their original agreement, there was only to be, like, one season... Apparently, and they were like, well, actually, (laughs) we're going to make more. And she was like, this was not part of the deal and blah, blah, blah. I don't know where the lawsuit ended up. Um, Huh. But I also haven't watched like the new stuff. We essentially (laughs) recounted what the Tiger King season was about to Brittany, who had never watched it. And she was like, this is not real. This is like, this is completely (laughs) fake.
2: You're making this up.
0: And we're like, no, this happened. It's a documentary with the biggest air quotes of our
2: time. (laughs) I'm surprised she sued over like a second season and not over them insinuating that she fed her husband to tigers. Well, they did that the first season. So like, that's not new. I'm sure it was just her
0: legal team being like, give us more money. Didn't pay (laughs) us enough. Oh, man. mm. Yeah, man. Cool cats and kittens. Yeah, cool (laughs) cats and kittens. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Forgot about that. <laughs> Carol. <laughs> Carol. Oh, I feel like I need to get like a some kind of Carol cat t-shirt. Something. <laughs> I haven't bought a new cat, like dumb cat shirt in a while. Brittany, remember when you got me that cat NATO shirt? <laughs> I do!
1: And Harry Potter. Ugh.
0: Harry Potter. Potter. Guess, paws. Yeah, I, oh. Like cat Nado is oh, the best. I get it. And it was like, it was, it's literally like a cat that looks like Hermione. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah it's like a cat that has like Hermione's hair it's like what is this what's happening (laughs) Uh, stuff the nightmares are made of it's funny also I just want to mention to everybody since we're at the end of the show in the show notes (laughs) under what did Andrea play this week I literally wrote I watched a six-year-old play a lot of Minecraft
1: listen you are (laughs) furthering your education on Minecraft arguably one of the most influential franchises in our industry so it totally counts what'd you learn
0: okay I learned that apparently six-year-olds are very good at placing TNT and blowing things up in the world, because that's what he did a lot of, just like in a TNT world. But I also learned that you can type in virtually anything into a search bar and find worlds specific to what you're looking for. Like he, for example, was looking for a world with no pickaxes and found two worlds with no pickaxes and i was like okay why do you want to go to a world with no pickaxes and he was like because i don't want there to be pickaxes and i was like fair enough i guess i guess that's the reason (laughs) um also i forgot that kids that age ask a bazillion questions about everything oh yay um and remind me to tell you at some point the story about him asking what happens when you pee in the pool (laughs) oh my god oh yeah
1: That would be a good story. Because we
0: have a swimming pool in our backyard. And I was like, why did you pee in the pool? And he was like, no. And I was like, "Mm, you didn't? And then his mom, of course, trying to mess with them a little bit, was like, well, we're all going to turn to acid if you pee in the pool. And he immediately got out of the pool.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) And I was like, oh, so you peed in the pool, didn't you? He was like, no. And I was like, oh, so why'd you get out of the pool then? (laughs)
2: Shout out to mom. That's That's a good one.
0: I have to remember. And then of course he gets out and goes inside to go take a shower, and he's like, "Am I gonna be okay?" (laughs) His mom is like, "Yes, honey, you're gonna be fine." And I I looked at his dad, and I was like, "So are you gonna tell him that we've all peed in the pool at one point in our lives?" And he was like, "I will someday." <laughs>
2: oh, that's Aw, good. Ah,
0: to be a kid. Oh, oh. To be a kid again. Also, <laughs> don't pee in pools, everybody. Just you know, Just don't. It messes with the chemicals. While you're not going to turn to acid, it's not good for your skin. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> that's the end of the show, everybody. I hope you enjoyed my <laughs> anecdote about kids asking questions about pee in the pool. I
1: think we're two for two now for ending the show on the topic of bodily fluids.
2: Ooh, let's, keep yeah, let's keep it
1: going. Yeah, let's keep it going, Re. I'm all for it. Let's <laughs> see where we can go next.
0: <laughs> I feel like we're just going to talk about sweat of some kind or saliva. Yeah? Oh, I was thinking
2: of yeah, things. Yeah, me too. So we'll get, get to that. You
0: know, it's, it's... How about we pin that for next week and just let everybody use their imagination? Thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye.